1: Welcome on into to The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. I am Lindsay Ertz, and my guest today is going to teach us how to love motherhood. Don't we all need <laughs> help with that? So joining me now, Hannah Olson uh, runs the Instagram account Freckled Hand. That is also her website, freckledhand.com. And she teaches mothers about finding uh, joy in motherhood, releasing the mom guilt that we all experience. So we're going to talk about a few different topics today with Hannah Olson. Hannah, thank you for joining me today. Thank you
2: so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Okay, so one of the main concepts that you teach uh, your mothers that come to your classes is motherhood is a relationship, not a role. And I have heard this concept before from Dr. Julie Hanks of Wasatch Family Therapy, who's been a guest on the show several times, and I love her. And so this resonated with me um, that you teach this concept as well. So explain to us, if someone's just hearing this phrase for the first time, motherhood is a relationship, what does that mean?
2: Okay, yeah. One thing I do want to distinguish really quickly is the motherhood is a relationship, not a role, is entirely Dr. Julie Hanks. That is kind of her uh phrase, her thing. Um I came to this realization un- unbeknownst to let you know I, I wasn't super familiar with her or her content. Um, but I just came to this realization as I was kind of struggling. Um, so to give a little bit of backstory on that, when I got pregnant with my daughter, my oldest. Um, I, it was not a planned pregnancy. Um, I was married, we were graduated from college. So like everything seemed like it was the perfect time, but I just wasn't, I it wasn't in my plans yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I always knew that I would become a mom someday and like, that was great, but it just wasn't the time yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Um, and so immediately I, I was pretty frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't happy about it. And then I just felt like I was bombarded by everyone just telling me motherhood is hard. Motherhood is this. Say goodbye to your sleep. Say goodbye to date night. Say goodbye to travel. And it was just like all of this negativity. And I was already so grumpy and angry and sick and hormonal, you know, that just getting these messages from everywhere was like, honestly, extremely damaging. And I don't fault anybody for saying these things because I, I do believe that they were coming from a place of love and a place of people, you know, having their experience of having motherhood put on a pedestal and then the reality being so different from what they were expecting mm-hmm. that I truly believe they were trying to help and they were trying to prepare me for that. Um, but at the time it was the last thing that I needed. Um, anyway, once I finally had my daughter and literally that whole pregnancy, like I was crying daily. I was trying to figure, like, I was just telling my husband, like, why do people even have kids? It seems like everybody <laughs> hates it, you know, Like, but then they have another one. I don't get it. You know, It was so weird because I just could not figure out this. Like people always want to talk poorly of it, but then they keep having kids. And well, let's just, be clear oh, that
1: you have four kids under six. So clearly you figured <laughs> this out.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I was like, maybe we'll just have one. Like this will be the end. You know, I, I was in a, not a pretty place and thankfully pretty quickly after my daughter was born, I just had this realization that was like, yes, a lot of the things that I'm doing are hard things, but the like saying that those things were motherhood didn't really resonate. So like, for example, um, sleep deprivation, that is hard. And that's something that a lot of, people with newborns experience. But sleep deprivation isn't something that is only mother's experience, right? Like lots of people experience sleep deprivation for whatever reason, right? And it's always hard. And so it's not necessarily motherhood that's making it hard. It's the sleep deprivation that's making it hard. Mm, Does that make sense?
1: Yes. I like that reframe a lot.
2: And so there were just so many things like that. Like, okay, caretaking, like taking care of a child is hard. Yes. But there are a lot of people who caretake that aren't even caretaking their own children, you know, there are a lot of ways that we can do these things. So, so it kind of led me on this journey of like, so what is motherhood then? Like, yes, I'm doing these things. I'm, I'm nursing and I'm changing diapers and I'm getting up in the night and I'm doing those things. But like, my baby doesn't care if I'm changing her diaper, if someone else is changing her diaper, right? Like that's not what makes me her mom. If someone else changes her diaper, like whatever. Anyway. So that kind of for years, I kind of struggled with this And, um, thankfully, despite the rough pregnancy and the, um, a lot of emotional feelings surrounding surrounding that, I was able to have a pretty strong bond with my daughter from the beginning, which I know a lot of women don't get that. So I feel very blessed that I had that. Um, and weirdly enough, I was that person that weeks after she was born was like, okay, when are we going to have our next (laughs) baby? It was truly bizarre. Yeah. Um, But I still was just kind of trying to figure out, okay, like what is motherhood? What is motherhood? And for a while I kind of played with like motherhood is love, which kind of worked. But then it was like, that doesn't really, anyway, it was, it was sometime, um, last year. So I had just had my fourth kid. So all my kids are 18 months apart. Um, and so I just had my fourth kid and it was in the middle of the pandemic. And so I was feeling a little in over my head Mm -hmm. because I'd always said, When when we decided to have our kids close together, um, and that was a conscious decision each time, I'd always said, "Whenever I'm feeling like it's too much, I'll ask for help. Like I'm not above help. I will get help. I don't know what that help will look like, but I will always be totally fine with getting help." Well, then with the pandemic, it was like that wasn't really an option. Yeah, yeah. Like we were supposed to not be letting people into our homes or going out of our homes or anything. And so it was. It was the, for the very first time I felt like kind of trapped, you know? And I think having that idea that I would always get help whenever I needed it helped me avoid feeling trapped for a long time until I did need it. And I couldn't have it. Um, anyway, so one day my husband was working from home, which was a, a blessing. Um, and he came downstairs and I was just a mess and he could just tell that I was not doing well. So he was like, you just go out on a drive, take some time, you know, do what you need. And so I was driving through the mountains and um, I stopped and I started journaling. Anyway, that was kind of when I had this aha moment that was like, oh, motherhood is a relationship. Like we are taught and we have all these expectations and ideas of what motherhood is, but it gets so clouded to the, we don't even remember that like the root of all of it, the only actual thing that is motherhood is that relationship. And even though I was spending literally 24 seven with my kids during the pandemic, my relationship with them was the worst Mm -hmm. it had ever been because Mm -hmm. I was not in a good place. I was struggling. And so that was when I realized like, okay, we need to make some changes. Like I need to figure out what I need to do so that I can be in a place that I am able to strengthen that relationship and help that relationship flourish.
1: Well, and I love this message because for me, as a mother who works outside the home, this is something, too, that when I say motherhood is a relationship, I'm not with my kids 24 7. In fact, someone else is with them the majority of the hours of the day. And so you could argue that I'm being a quote unquote bad mother for not being with them 24 7. But yet I could have a fantastic relationship with them and not be with them 24 hours a day. So for you, as a woman who works from home, you know, (laughs) that phrase works. And for me, it works as well.
2: Well, and that was what inspired me to start a company. I actually started a brand photography company at the time because um, that was what I needed. It was like in order to, to... Strengthen this relationship. I actually need time away from my kids. That is what's going to strengthen this relationship. And that's the thing that I think is so beautiful about understanding and really helping women learn this concept because relationships are so individual and personal. Like you cannot apply what works for your relationship to someone else's relationship. It's just it's ridiculous. Well to think and let's that, be
1: honest too. Let you see your coworkers like a hundred times more in the day than you see your spouse, at least I do now that I'm back in the office, right? But like I'm way closer with my spouse than I am with my coworkers because they're my spouse. But I don't see them twenty four hours
2: a day. Absolutely. It ha- and I mean it comes back to also like we don't fault dads for working outside of the home right? and, and saying like, oh, well, he must not be a good dad because he has a job. And it's like, hey, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's
1: a whole nother show in and of itself. We're chatting with Hannah Olson who runs the Instagram account Freckled Hand and she teaches parenting classes on this concept too that motherhood is a relationship and I love this. So if you go to freckledhand.com, you can find all of her information. We'll take a break. More with Hannah on The Mom Show when we come back.
0: You've joined The Mom Show being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio.
1: Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. My guest today, Hannah Olson, we are talking about this concept that she now runs a business around about motherhood being a relationship. And. I love this concept so much. I've heard it taught in different ways by uh, different people out there. But it all comes back to the same thing is that motherhood isn't changing diapers and it isn't uh getting up in the middle of the night although some of those are some of the tasks quote unquote tasks you have to perform while being a mother but let's be honest dads can do those too uh but motherhood rather ho-
2: so can uh other people and so can nannies <laughs>
1: and doulas and yep. grandmas and grandpas can yep, all exactly. <laughs> i love the concept hannah that uh that there's really only two things men can't do when it comes to children, and that is give birth and breastfeed. Those are the only two things. <laughs> they can bottle feed. Right. They can't pump and they can't give birth. But other than that, dads can do any task that mom can do. Yes.
2: Yes absolutely whether that's
1: around the house or with children let's just put that out there for the whole world (laughs) to remember okay so we're uh, we're chatting with hannah olson she runs the instagram account freckled Han, and she teaches parenting classes on this concept um that motherhood is a relationship and hannah i love this concept so much just it, it really helps separate those tasks of motherhood which i loathe a lot of the time and And the relationship I have with my children, because you can get so mired down in the changing of the diapers and like my two year old right now will scream bloody murder if he doesn't get a blue plate. And I'm just like, I cannot, I cannot handle the blue plate, yellow plate situation. Like he won't even drink from the cup anymore if it's not blue like or whatever <laughs> color he wants at the moment. And it's so frustrating. But for you, separating that, the mire of that versus the relationship I have with my son is completely
2: different. And I love viewing motherhood in that way. Yeah. I mean, that that's the perfect example, right? Like kids throwing tantrums and stuff like, yes, that's something that moms deal with. But you mentioned you have a caretaker for your children, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. She's not their mom. And yet she deals with that, too. Mm -hmm. So therefore, that is not inherently motherhood, you know, like anybody that's around children is going to have to deal with that, whether you're a cousin or an aunt or a babysitter, or, you know, that's just part of what children is. So a lot of times we say like, Oh, motherhood is this motherhood is that, but really I think a better way to phrase it is just toddlerhood is this and toddlerhood
1: is that (laughs) right kids are often like this and that's par for the course and a lot of times hannah what i've done is imposed this guilt and shame onto this too where i make it mean because i hate some of these tasks of motherhood like finding the blue cup and managing the emotions and dealing with the meltdowns that i must not love motherhood or i must you know at times not love my kids enough, right? Like you go there too. And you're like, why is this so hard for me? But in reality, what's happening is I'm not loving those tasks. Doesn't mean I don't love my children or, or want to have a relationship with them.
2: And isn't that so freeing to be able to see that distinction? Because I mean, at the beginning, before we started recording, you even mentioned like, I love my kids. I just don't love taking care of them. Or I don't know, but (laughs) it's just the idea that like, If you love your kids, you love motherhood, period, because that's all it is. Motherhood is only that relationship. You can hate cleaning the house and picking up the toys and, you know, all you can hate pregnancy. I do not like pregnancy, yes. <laughs> you know, but like, I, does that mean anything about my relationship with my kids? No. And relationships do come with their challenges. Obviously they're going to have those moments of frustration, but we know the relationships ebb and flow. And so it's, you don't have to love every second them. you know, you don't have to love being with them every second of every day to love that relationship and the potential to. N- to nurture that relationship over time.
1: I love that so much. I got to stop telling myself I hate motherhood because it's not motherhood. I hate it's the tasks of motherhood it's that crazy. I hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the caretaking, which some yeah. some would argue, you know, like, why do you have kids if you're, j- if you don't love that part, that's what being a parent is, is taking care of your kids. Well, guess what? Even the things I hate, I do because I love my kids. So I can hate it and do it and take care of my kids and still love them. Absolutely. Okay, we're talking with Hannah Olson. She runs the account Freckled Hand on Instagram, her website, freckledhand.com. Hannah, tell us how people can find your classes and how people can get signed up and what else you teach.
2: Yeah, so on my website, there is a tab for it's I call it a boot camp and it's the reducing mom guilt and finding more joy in motherhood, which is a lot of what we're doing right now. We just really break it down. I have different homework assignments and things that I have the women do in the boot camp to really just internalize this concept. And then I also um, teach a little bit of parenting strategies specifically with toddlers that I feel best facilitate the relationship. Mm. So it's kind of based on the um, autonomy supportive parenting model, but I break down the word relationship and kind of have each of those letters stand for a parenting concept to help women I mean, obviously dads could also benefit, right? Um, but to help parents just really remember that the relationship is at the forefront and that they want to be having those interactions with their children that are going to best uh, strengthen that relationship long Oh,
1: I need this so much. I love it. Uh, Hannah Olson, the website is freckledhand.com. We'll take a break. More with Hannah when we come back on The Mom Show.
0: It's the toughest, most important job in the world. for kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
1: Welcome back into The Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. If you're just joining us, we're chatting today with Hannah Olson. She is uh, on Instagram, freckledhan, and she teaches a concept about how motherhood is a relationship, and she has a parenting boot camp around this. So if you don't know what that means, motherhood is a relationship, what Hannah has really figured out and now teaches other women how to do is to separate the tasks of motherhood and the relationships of motherhood, right? And so the tasks being the diaper changing, the getting up in the middle of the night, the getting the blue cup instead of the yellow cup. <laughs> like just I mean these are very young kids that you and I both have. You have four kids under 6, I have two kids under 6, and and you have one on the way, too. That's great. <laughs> so, um You know, maybe when you get to the older stages of motherhood, this will all shift. But it's still about relationships at that point. Like, I often say to myself, I am going to be an awesome teen mom because I just can't wait to take my daughters to lunch. And, like, I have one daughter. I don't know why I said daughters plural. But (laughs) (laughs) my daughter to lunch, my son to lunch. I will listen all day to your teen problems. I will help you work through them. But this yellow cup versus blue cup, this screaming when you don't get to do bubbles outside, like, this is not my stage of motherhood. And so... Everyone says to you, just enjoy the moment. And you're like, "Okay, well, toddler problems are my problems right now. So thank you for invalidating my problems. But anyways, (laughs) I digress. Um, Hannah, at the end of the last segment, we talked about this concept that you teach around this word relationship. And you actually use it as an acronym to kind of teach how you can keep the relationship at the forefront of your parenting when you're kind of dealing with these tasks of motherhood, right? So explain to us a little more more about this.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I just want to reiterate what you said. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that's important to remember too, and while there are many times where I am also excited for the next stage, um, I do think that it's important to kind of set those foundational relationship strengths, you know, while they're little, because I do think that it builds I obviously also don't think that it's ever too late right. um, to start improving that relationship. I think that we can always, even as adults, you know, we can be improving our relationships with our parents or whoever. So just wanted to reiterate that. Yeah, okay. I love that. So I will kind of just take you through the first few letters. So the first letter R stands for redirect and reinforce. This is, if you're familiar with positive parenting, this comes up a lot as well. Sure. But what I mean this, how I mean this is that. As parents, and I can speak for myself as much as I can for ever, anyone, I have four toddlers, right? <laughs> um, we're really, really good at telling kids what not to do. Right. And um, we are not nearly as good at telling them what to do. Sure. So when we're really good at telling our kids, no, don't do that, no, don't do that, no, don't do that, but we don't provide them with an all an alternative option of what we would like them to do. So let's say, for example, my two-year-old throws a car at my head, you know, instead of saying, no, we don't throw cars. You can just say, oh, looks like you want to throw. Why don't we find a ball that we can throw together? Mm. And that way you're, you're turning what could be a negative interaction into a positive one. You're saying, okay, clearly he's, he's trying to get my attention right now. He just threw something on my head that mm-hmm. could have hurt me. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. go into a lecture about how he could hurt me, or I could just redirect that energy and then reinforce it by giving him that attention in a positive way, doing something that is productive, like throwing a ball.
1: Okay, so we covered the R. T- take us to the E.
2: Okay, so E is environment is key. Oftentimes we will set our children up for failure and then be frustrated that they are not behaving in the way that we want them to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this, this applies in a lot of situations, but kind of my favorite example of this is for example, um, going to church. So let's say, so I have my four toddlers and we let's say we go to church and let's say we didn't pack a bag. We're running late. The only seats are in the back in the gym. Is it realistic to expect my two year old to sit in a chair for an hour in that type of environment? (laughs) No, I did not set him up for success. Right. So what does that environment look like? If I do want that to go well, okay. I've packed the bag the night before we're on time. We get a seat near the, you know, like wherever is the optimal place so that they can not be. So they're like kind of like a pew, right. Where they're a little bit more constrained and they still have the area to wander around, but it's not like the stage and the hallway and everything is right there at their disposal. Sure. So a lot of that is on us to be setting up that environment in a way that is going to facilitate the behavior that we want.
1: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Don't set them up for failure. Uh okay, R E L.
2: We're on to L. L is just love unconditionally. So, oh and this kind of actually goes along with A, which I'll just bring up now too, which is accept and acknowledge all emotions. As parents, we are really, really, really good at accepting those positive emotions. When they're like, mom, I love you. And mom, well, oh, you know, they give us a hug. It's all just, we're happy, whatever. What happens the second they say, mom, I hate you. <laughs> it's like, we don't say that. Go to your room. Right. Like, and it, wait a second. Like they're expressing their emotions. How come we can be so accepting when it's a positive emotion. And then when it's a negative emotion, we just want to shut it down. And that is teaching from a young age that those emotions are unacceptable when really we need to help them acknowledge that. And we need to love them in a way that shows like they're worthy of our love, whether they're mad at us or not, Mm. right. By sending them away, by punishing them in, in these different means, it's kind of sending the message. Like, I only want to be around you when you're acting in a way that is acceptable to me. Like you're only worthy of my My love and my attention when you are doing exactly what I want. And for me and my relationship with my kids, I want them to feel like I will love them no matter what. I mean, obviously there's still an expectation for behavior and I I need to teach them what that is clearly and communicate that with them. But that doesn't just, that doesn't mean that if they're, Acting poorly. I just don't want them in my presence. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah. And I actually feel like um, when my toddler says, you're the worst, it's not even my toddler, my six year old now says, when you're the worst mom in the world, I like it. That doesn't mean anything to me because I don't believe it. I'm just like, right. I'm actually a really good mom. So you <laughs> can think I'm the worst mom in the world, but you wouldn't have a roof over your head or food in your belly or clothes on your back if I was a bad mom. So I'm not a bad mom, but thank you for sharing your opinion with me. <laughs> so, I guess I give that example just to say I don't take those things personally when they say them. I know they're just coming from a place of anger and they don't know how to say I'm frustrated with you, so they right. say
2: I hate you. Right. If one of my kids, you know, says that they hate their other kid, it's just like, "Wow, it seems like you're feeling some really strong emotions towards Quincy right now." Right. You know? And I can acknowledge that they are upset without validating like, yeah, you hate him. You know, like right. it's just like, yes, I can see that you're you're feeling really upset at him right now.
1: Right. Hannah Olson is on Instagram at freckled hand. You can find her website freckledhand.com. And she teaches a parenting boot camp where she teaches about how motherhood is a relationship. And she actually spells out this word relationship and uh, teaches you parenting tips that correspond with each letter of that word. We've done four of them now. So if you want the rest, you're going to have to sign up for (laughs) one of Hannah's classes. Freckledhand.com again is the website. We'll take a break. More with Hannah in just a minute.
0: Back inside the mom show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio.
1: Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We are talking with Freckled Hand. She goes by Freckled Hand on Instagram, but her name is Hannah Olson and she teaches A class, a boot camp for parents, mothers in particular, to get rid of the mom guilt, find more joy in motherhood. So I love uh, this concept that Hannah teaches, which is that motherhood is a relationship. And I'd highly invite you to go back and listen to the rest of this podcast episode. Wherever you podcast, you can uh, just search for KSL Moms. And then you can find the rest of the show where Hannah and I discussed why motherhood is a relationship. Um, and so, Hannah, one of the last things I want to touch on that you teach is about fulfillment in motherhood. This is one of these bunk messages I think we get as uh, women who grow up. Some, A lot of us around here have grown up in conservative cultures where motherhood is just put on a pedestal. It is your end-all, be-all. It is your life's mission, your life's work, your life's purpose. And so you get this message that once you have kids, your life will be just all fulfilling and then you crash and burn when you start dealing with the realities of motherhood and how difficult the realities, of caretaking. realities of caretaking. You're right. I need to change my language to to switch up that messaging there. The realities of caretaking, which a lot of people equate with motherhood, right? Yep. <laughs> Myself included. And so now you come and crash down to reality and you feel like motherhood is just so hard and unfulfilling you're not fulfilled by it yeah it it let you down what do you say to these women who believe this myself included at times
2: yeah so I think honestly this is one of those things where we have just been set up for failure because I don't think motherhood was ever meant to fulfill us when you're thinking about motherhood as a relationship which is what it is Think about expecting to be fulfilled from any other relationship. If you expected your husband to fulfill you or your best friend or your sister, that would be unhealthy. Mm. <laughs> People would say, see that that as a toxic relationship, right? And yet we are putting this pressure on ourselves and our children that just feels impossible. And it, it's unfair, honestly, to them because expecting them to fulfill us is, is honestly just It's not a healthy situation. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I understand that message because I think that a lot of times I I do feel like being a mom should be more fulfilling. Like I should feel, I don't know, more satisfied by it. I don't know, but I just find it hard. And so how do you coach women how to transition out of that?
2: I mean, I think it's just a huge reframe and just really internalizing this idea that motherhood is a relationship, because when you're thinking of it as a relationship, then it makes sense that it shouldn't fulfill you. Right. Like we should be finding things that fulfill us that are not based or entrenched in a relationship. That's kind of that's our job trying to pin that on someone else is, is not helpful. Um, I will say this is actually kind of a really interesting realization that I just had this week and just the evolution of what mothers, uh, specifically stay at home moms were tasked with during the day. Right. And like just thinking back to pioneer times, you know, and, and forward. And I could see why being, um, a stay at home mom back in pioneer times could be fulfilling because first of all, how much caretaking were they doing? Yeah. They Not had kids to much. work in the fields. Like it wasn't <laughs> right. like you're from the time yeah. those kids could walk. They were outside. Yeah. Right. So what were the moms doing? They were baking. They were sewing. They were creating to me. That is, I just think like our souls were meant to create. And so much of that creation has been lost in, in the role of a stay at home mom. Now, what are you doing? laundry, um, dishes, like, is there any creation in that? Are you really using your creativity and your creative power? No. Well, and what's interesting too,
1: is you talk about those tasks of quote unquote motherhood, but since when does a stay at home mom have to do the laundry? That's what I want to question. Like since when does being a stay at home mother, mean the laundry and the dishes are still solely your job because if you're staying home to care for your kids then caring for your kids is a full-time job now don't get me wrong mothers who stay home are probably at the house physically more so than their partner say who's out earning a quote-unquote income (laughs) but uh so maybe they have some more time and those are duties they've taken on but i still maintain that we should separate some of those tasks of motherhood like laundry and dishes that aren't don't actually have anything to do with motherhood.
2: Oh, absolutely. I do I do think that I mean as a stay-at-home mom, you are more likely to take on a lot of those tasks yeah. because you are home and so you have that time. But yes, I think you're exactly right. And that's actually one of the exercises I do in my boot camp is I have these women write a job description For their job as a stay at home mom. Like, yeah, maybe they're not getting a paycheck, but it is a job. Like, what are the tasks that they are doing? What is the mental load that they are carrying as part of that job? And I have them write it all out and talk to their husband about it. Because if they're feeling overworked and overwhelmed, maybe it's time to rewrite that job description, but you can't rewrite it if you don't know what's on it in the first place. Like, yeah. I absolutely think outsourcing, delegating it to your husband, finding other ways that you can get those jobs done and not feeling like it rests solely on your shoulders is a huge step in being able to un- untwine this idea of motherhood and-, and thinking that that consists of all those tasks instead of just the relationship, which really is
1: that is so amazing. Hannah Olson is Freckled Hand on Instagram and you can find her website freckledhand.com. Hand, tell us one more time about the boot camp that you teach, how people find it, how people sign up for it.
2: Yeah, so I teach a 4-week boot camp called Reducing Mom Guilt and Finding More Joy and we do a lot of what we just have talked about throughout this podcast. We um, really break that down. We talk about how to strengthen that relationship through your interactions with your kids. We help women um, rewrite their job description if necessary and all those types of things. And um, it's a four-week boot camp. We we meet once a week for about an hour and a half. It's a live call where we're all, I'm um, teaching the content, and then we have kind of a discussion after, and it's super fun. And you can find more information about it on my website, freckledhand.com slash boot camp.
1: I love that so much. And don't you wish you could just put motherhood on a resume where it's like, managed emotions 24 <laughs> hours a day learned how to put out toddler fire <laughs> Absolutely. by giving him blue
2: cup instead of yellow cup like what
1: if employers do think
2: yeah, there are valuable skills that are learned from being a stay-at-home mom like just like you learn skills from any job that you're doing right and I, I do want to touch on that super quick it just the idea that sometimes women feel like I'm devaluing the the value of a stay at home mom by teaching what I do. And I, that is never my intention. I do think that stay at home moms provide a lot of value. Just like I believe working moms that work outside of the home provide a lot of value. I don't think that there's this competition, you know, that one's better than the other. I think that we're all here for a purpose. And I think that we can be figuring that out both inside our home and outside of our home doing whatever we feel God has sent us here to do.
1: Yeah. I love that so much. Hannah Olson, freckledhand.com. Thank you for joining us this week on The Mom Show.